welcome to the refuge. Psalm 16 one says, Keep me safe, O God, for I've come to you for refuge. The Refuge is a weekly podcast and its purpose is to provide encouragement from God's Word and a place to encounter Father God as our rock, our fortress, our deliverer, and our refuge. And you will experience the infinite love and peace of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is The Refuge. Hey everybody, this is Tim Hewitt and this is the Refuge Podcast. I want to welcome you guys. I want to thank everyone who's subscribed so far to the Refuge Podcast. Uh, A reminder that we're available on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere where you can get your podcasts. So please help me spread the word about the Refuge Podcast. I want as many people to hear it and I want to grow the community that uh, experienced the Refuge and there's exciting things coming up on the podcast, too, that I'm going to let you guys know about. I'm trying to um, line up some guests, so a little bit different format coming up where I bring in people who who have had some incredible stories of meeting God as their refuge and, you know, stories of overcoming incredible odds and and um, and just how God works in people's lives, you know, some powerful testimonies, uh, stories of the goodness of God and how Jesus has met people as their Savior as their Prince of Peace, as their Messiah, Redeemer. You know, he's so many things to so many people. And that's why we love Jesus. That's why I love Jesus. Um, and that's why I love the Father and the Spirit, because just how he comes and meets us in these different ways, if we allow him to, you know, if we kind of pursue him um, in a really honest way, I feel like just like any other relationship, God meets us faithfully. So... I'm excited about the refuge, and I want to grow it, uh, grow the grow the number of people who are actually able to hear it, and I want to be able to engage with you guys more over time, uh, as well. And so you can check out the refuge on Facebook um, as well. Uh, I'll post information and you know different thoughts and things like that too on the the Facebook um, uh, refuge site too uh, for Facebook. But Resurrection Sunday. I'm going to go back and hit that a little bit uh, here for the refuge. And so during that whole Holy Week leading up the, to the resurrection, we always remember Jesus. We thank Jesus. We celebrate everything he did, you know, from the, the cross. You know, uh, what he did for us on the cross is, is incredible. It changed my life, and I know it's changed billions of people's lives over the centuries since, over the last 2,000 years. But just... The passion of the Christ and the love he has for us is why he chose to go to the cross for each and every one of us. Um, For everyone who's listening, it's his love letter to you. It's his love letter to me. I mean, it's literally his love letter to the whole world. God loves the world. He loves you. He loves your neighbor. He loves everyone on this planet, and he sent his son to die for them. And one uh, one of the two things that I remembered about the cross that were especially important um, for me uh, that I want to just kind of remind you guys of is that what he said on the cross as he hung there and died for all of us was he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I'm so thankful for that. I feel like he was talking to the people right in front of him who had nailed him to the cross, the Romans, the Jewish leaders. Uh, but he's also talking about us there. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you can experience his forgiveness just by turning to Jesus and receiving that forgiveness for anything you may have done because he's asking the Father to forgive you. And I love that. And it just shows the power of the cross. But 
also on the cross, he said, it is finished. He did everything that was needed uh, for the redemption of all of us. And he overcame our sin, our sickness, and ultimately our death through the resurrection. But the cross was the step he had to take to finish everything for us. And that's a lot to understand. He's done so much for each and every one of us. But um, And there's so much depth and so much meaning behind that sentence. It is finished. But also what came next on Resurrection Sunday that we don't just celebrate that once a year. If you know Jesus, you celebrate it all the time because it changed everything the resurrection did. And we celebrate a risen Lord, a Savior, and a King who rose from the grave. And as I get ready to do a Resurrection Sunday uh, service at the refuge, we um, I got a dream literally on the Saturday before that. Uh, that morning I woke up and I had a, I literally, I'm looking at my phone now to see if I can find the note that I had written down that morning. I got a dream and it was in my, in my dream I could see a vision of it, it, what it was. It looked like a, a, an equation. It had impossible is greater than possible. And I've really had to, you know, I, I woke up and I don't always remember my dreams, but that morning I did and I had to write it down. And I just wrote it down in a note that said the resurrection, when impossible became possible. And I, you know, had to kind of try to let that resonate with me. And I literally had one day to, to let that kind of sink in. But um, you know, the definition of impossible is not able to occur, exist, or be done. And, uh, you know, we talked in the group about things that had happened in people's lives that were impossible. And, um, you know, that whole thing became really focused. I felt like the Lord had wanted me to say that the resurrection was God's way of doing the impossible. Uh, again, like I said, the resurrection changed everything. Uh, it was the day that impossible became possible. And it took me back to Luke one thirty seven, and this is Mary as she's getting as she's about to learn that she's going to conceive the Savior of the world. You know, out of wedlock, not married, a virgin, uh, a angel met her and told her a message about what was coming uh, through her life. You know, that the Savior, the Messiah of her people, was coming through her. That God had chosen her uh, to help bring the Lord into the world, and so. When he said that news to her, he said, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That was the angel to Mary about Jesus. And honestly, that was a miracle. Everything about Jesus is a miracle. And he has done the impossible. And I am glad and thankful to serve a, a Lord and a King who can do the impossible on our behalf. So just hang on to that. If you have something that you're facing in your life that's impossible, because with God, all things are possible. So just let that be an encouragement to your heart and to your soul today. And may it give you strength in Jesus' name. And, um, you know, I was taken back to after the crucifixion. You know, Jesus did say that, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He said, it is finished. But the disciples fled in fear when he was crucified. Other than, the, other than John, who stayed with Mary and Mary Magdalene, uh, Jesus' mother and Mary Magdalene. They witnessed the whole thing um, right in front of their eyes, the crucifixion. All the other, other disciples fled. Um, and I honestly know that they were devastated. You know, everything they had lived for, they had followed 
Jesus for three years. They had seen him do miracles, raise the dead, all these other things, and, and been a part of so much and seen him do so many things, heal the sick, you know, heal blind people, deaf people, lame people, raise the dead, multiply food for the thousands. Um, they'd seen so many things in, that um, Jesus did right in front of their eyes. Um, but they still were devastated. They thought maybe it was over. They had, they had seen him die, and, um, you know, they had heard him say things about his resurrection, but at that point in their lives, they didn't quite understand what that really meant. And so it kind of made me go back and look at some old scriptures about the resurrection, and I love the Old Testament in terms of how it points toward Jesus. And there's so much richness in there and so many just encouraging things that all point toward Jesus. And so I want to go back to Isaiah 53, 10 through 11, that was written about 700 years before Christ came. And it says this, it says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his, prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. That's Isaiah 53. And another one that I really love that is so eye-opening when you think about it and just how spot-on it is to what happened in reality is this. It's Hosea 6, 1 through 2. And Hosea is a minor prophet in the Old Testament. And it says this, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. I don't know about you, but that is exciting because that's exactly what Jesus fulfilled, is that prophecy. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. That's amazing to me. Written almost a century before Jesus came written in uh, uh, 786, somewhere between 786 to 746 B.C. And then um, John 20, I'll read Matthew 28 real quick, and it's just a brief account of the resurrection. Um, I'll just read, I'm going to read 10 verses from Matthew 28. It says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. An angel of the Lord meets the women there at the tomb, tells them the good news that Jesus has risen from the dead, and then Jesus himself meets them and tells them the good news about his, uh, obviously in front of them, they see him, and they know that he is risen. I love that story. 
And we also read during the service from John 20, which is the complete uh, detailed story and account of the resurrection. And it covers a, a ton. It talks about the empty tomb. It talks about Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene. And then on to the disciples. You know, um, I love, you know, because they are devastated still. They think it's all done. And then the Marys arrive and give them the good news that they've seen the Lord, that he's risen. The things he said that were coming have come true. Um, I'm going to read real quick uh, when he Jesus comes to the disciples. I love how Jesus always comes in our, in the midst when we're in pain or suffering or in doubt or fear and gives us the idea of peace be with you. And he does it for his disciples. And it says this, On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive someone's, anyone's sins, their sins will be forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And then he goes on and confirms his resurrection to Thomas. And that was the disciple who doubted. He actually showed Thomas his hands and feet because Thomas said he wouldn't believe unless he saw it. And he showed himself to Thomas. Um, but what I love in that interaction with Thomas, the doubter, was Jesus says this. And this is for all of us. If you're listening to this today, this is for you. If you hold uh, belief in Jesus, this is just for you. It says this. Then Jesus told Thomas, told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So that's you. That's me. The ones who have believed and not seen him. You know, not had it in front of our face. Not seen him face to face yet. Um, you may have experienced him. You may have heard him speak to you in your heart. And you may have received uh, a relationship and salvation from him. But Jesus is saying that we are blessed because we have not seen him yet, but yet we still believe. And I want to encourage that belief in you guys today that Jesus is real. That not only was he crucified, died, bore our sins, bore our sickness, bore death, but he is living. He is no longer in a tomb. He has raised from the dead. He is res the resurrected one. He has done the impossible for each and every one of us. If we put our faith in them, we have the assurance that we will be resurrected again as well. And I love that. I love that about Jesus. He overcame death, sin, and we have no worry about death if you know Jesus. Because it's not the end. This world is not the end all be all. There is more coming. So, you know, I'll say this. Uh, Matthew 28 at the end, this is when Jesus is about to be taken up into heaven, he says this to his disciples. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And I just bolded that because I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, he's in front of them. They worshipped him, but some still doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In my flesh, this is me again, uh, Matthew 28. I love that. That's called the Great Commission Scripture. He tells the disciples to go spread this gospel. 
Um, even before that, he's also saying they have to wait because the Holy Spirit is coming to give them power to do this task that he's given them. And he's trying to assure them that it's coming and that he's going to be with them to the very end, always. And so I don't understand why they're seeing him, they're worshiping him, but they still have some doubt. But after they um, you know, do that, it made me think, that's really just a picture of all of us. A lot of us have had these radical encounters with Jesus, yet there's times in life where we doubt, um, where we may not understand our circumstances, we may not understand why life is so hard. Uh, but Jesus is trying to comfort us uh, as well in this scripture by saying, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And that's the purpose of the refuge, is to experience God with us in every way possible. I'm praying for more. I'm praying for fruit. I'm praying for, you know, to make space for him to do that, to show up, to be available, and for people to experience him. So that's the purpose of this podcast and everything else we do on the refuge. But I challenge you today, if you've had a lack of faith or if you've, you know, fallen or drifted or gone astray, I mean, just you're distant from the Lord, I just want to challenge you today to believe again. Say yes to Jesus. Receive his forgiveness, his redemption, and his eternal life. And please don't let today go by without doing it. It's available right now. It's free. It's what he offers you. Um, just say yes again to Jesus. Just say, I want to know you. I want to work. I want to follow you. I want you to be in my life again, Lord. He'll do it. He's faithful. He wants that with you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be everything to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 through 22 says this, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have also fallen asleep are in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all people most to be pitied. This is Paul talking. And he says, But Christ has indeed, indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all may be made alive. Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is the most important event in history. It's the most impossible thing that God makes possible. That if we would put our faith in Christ, not only would the blood of Christ cover anything that's ever happened to us, anything we've ever done as far as sin goes, but also his resurrection, the power of the cross and the power of his resurrection gives us eternal life if we put our faith in him and follow him. And he is still saying, follow me. And you can receive all of that in him today. His resurrection is why we no longer have to fear sickness and death any longer. It gives us eternal hope and a future. It gives us the ability and the assurance that we will live forever we can cling to him and overcome sin and death through his resurrection. And it's also why I want you to leave with this. It's why we can believe that literally anything is possible. Nothing is impossible with God. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. He can work a miracle. He can make a way where there is no way in your life. He is the God of the impossible. So put your faith in Christ today. Give him a chance to work in your life, to turn things around, to give you hope, to give you a future, to give you salvation and freedom from fear of death 
of sickness, of anything else that man or people can do to you because he is the overcoming one. He's a resurrected Savior. He's a king. When he went from the disciples on that hill, when he gave them that great commission, he went up to sit at the right hand of the Father because he had faithfully done everything he was made to do. What he was, uh, the purpose that he was sent to earth to do was fulfilled in the crucifixion, the death, the burial, and then that resurrection. And I'm so thankful with faith in Christ, the impossible is truly greater than the possible because of everything that Christ has done for each and every one of us. So be encouraged today. Put your faith in Christ and ask him to come in and change everything. Lord Jesus, I pray that your resurrection would be real to everyone listening today, that they would put their faith and say, yes, you're the one who died for me. You're the one who rose for me, and I put my faith in you, and I want to follow you today. And please forgive me my sins. I'm praying that for each and every one of you, that he would forgive your sins today. Put your faith in Christ. Ask him to forgive you for your sins. Ask him to come in and make your life new, to resurrect your life again. Or for the first time, if you've never put your faith in Christ, that's all you have to do. He just wants a relationship with you. He wants to be everything to you. And he's willing to do that right here, right now, today, if you're listening to my voice. So, Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, meet everyone listening today and be the Lord, be their King, be their Redeemer, their resurrected one. Change their life right now, Lord God, and be their friend. You're so faithful to be our friend forever. You'll be with us to the very end of the age. And for that, we give you praise and worship and thanks today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you who are listening today. Be encouraged. There's a king who was raised from the dead for you, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he says, follow me. Until the next time, bless you guys. This is The Refuge.